Morning Majlis. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is is Pulse95. This is Pulse95 and a very warm welcome back onto the program. We're excited because this new moon retreat has opened up in the Emirates of Sharjah and along with it, this brought it has brought a series of announcements of what's there to expect and uh, to talk to us in greater detail about those projects as well as the moon retreat, we've got Khawla Al-Hashimi from the Projects Development uh, Department. She's the Director of it for Shuruq. A very good morning to you, Khawla Al-Hashimi. Good morning. Thank you for having me, guys. Well, we're excited. I've got to say this, finally. Finally. <laughs> because when we talked about it, we were told it's going to open soon. And there was teasers, there was uh, social media posts that this moon retreat is going to open up. But now we're here. Talk to us about how does it feel. And uh, and it has taken some time to, to be completely ready and open its doors. Yeah, I mean, it was a strategic decision anyway to keep it um, closed during summer. Because mm. when we talked about it, if you remember, a lot of it was, you know, about experiencing Leha and the outdoors. So it didn't really make sense. And when we did want to make uh, to have it open, we wanted people to really experience it in its full glory, which means the outdoors and the mm-hmm. and the hikes and the you know everything that you do um, when you go to the desert. So um, we are very excited to have it open now. We're very excited to have people try it. I've actually tried half of it. Okay. Um, mm. So I am as well waiting for my full like experience of it, spending the night and trying both the domes and the tents because there's two different mm-hmm. structures there um, as well as strategically located. So one of them is, for example, uh, facing the mountains where, you know, you have a completely different experience and the domes are facing the sand dunes and they're more integrated with the sand. Um, so, you know, it's g- it's going to keep people coming back. Um, and experiencing again Leha the way we want them to. So to take us through the key details about uh, how it's all structured, um, you said that there are domes, obviously. Yeah. And how many domes are there available so there's in the ten, retreat? There's 10 domes yeah. um, strategically located. So when we came to the site um, and we handpicked the location um, from, you know, so many tens and tens <laughs> and tens of other locations. We've driven through Mleha and we went around and we decided that this was a nice nook that was hidden. And uh, we n- made sure, you know, at night it's very dim and it's away from the street and it's and away it's from safe, obviously. And it's safe. Yeah. We've fenced it off as well. Um, so we've located as well so so that we don't actually um, mess with the with the nature a lot. Yeah. So you would see that the domes are also placed in, in not the same. So we haven't leveled the grounds and we haven't really, um, you know, constructed, let's say, uh, platforms or anything like that to try and, and ruin the natural mm-hmm. um, habitat of Malaysia. So we've basically placed these structures to go with whatever was there. Um, So even with the tents, you would see that the tents are on different levels and you get to experience and walk around and there's pathways and so on and so forth. So on one side, we have 10 domes and on the other side, we have six uh, keys or six tents. Uh Um, The tents are a mixture of two bedrooms and one bedroom. Mm -hmm. So perhaps you could say they cater more towards the families or the extended groups, Mm. uh, whereas the domes um, also, because of the size of the dome, um, you can have a couple. And there are also uh, private pools. I heard. There's private pools in most. Where of are them. they exactly? With the domes or with both? The both. B- both. Both. Oh, very so nice. So there's three domes that don't have private pools. Okay. Um, the rest of them do. So it's just you know offering people 
many experiences, those who want the pool and those who don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the project is so interesting to us because it's uh, very difficult to describe because it's really something out of this world. You really can't see anything like this elsewhere. Can you tell us what who is the target segment for this kind of uh, project? It's been described as a luxury glamping destination. So who do you yeah. who do you have in mind uh, for this? So I feel like a lot of people are going to uh, fit in this segment because there's there's the adventurers who like to camp out in the desert. Um, this could also be a, a good a good experience for them. But then there's you know people like me who eventually want my own bathroom and I want the luxury of you know having a private deck and having a barbecue in a certain place where I can eventually wash my hands with <laughs> uh, flowing water. So I think it's gonna cater to a huge portion of the population that want to be outdoors but also love the comfort of certain luxuries of you know flowing water and mm. yeah. and uh, a private pool and so on so we see families we see people who are as well tourists coming and wanting to experience and see Sharjah for um, really something that's um, that's different and special um, but also the people of the UAE because uh, you know Mleha is is quite different um, and uh, there's very, very special things about it. So where, you know, we always saw that this uh, project would be a uh, platform for people to stay, but then go and experience the different things. So there's the um, archaeological sites, there's the, the routes that you can go to, the caves, the, um, you know, there's various experiences, the paragliding that's now opening. Yeah. Uh, there's various experiences that are not only shuruq based. So there's as well the geological um, center, which is super interesting, uh, done by the EPAA. And all of that is based in Mleha. Mm-hmm. So the moon retreat is basically the place where you sleep at night and, you know, you <laughs> yeah. get to spend okay. a few hours of your day. But then you go hiking. So those are the entertainment uh, yeah. uh, services, basically. D- to tell us some more about those, uh, because uh, these projects are so well integrated into the surrounding nature and the, and the beautiful landscapes and such, and it feels like it's not intrusive uh, on nature. It's almost like you're embracing that aspect of things and sustainability and such. So talk to us about those aspects as well. Yeah, so it wasn't easy to come to a contractor and say, don't touch anything or don't, you know, put the concrete wherever you want it or the construction waste wherever um, it goes. And even with the decisions early on of what structure to use, you know, it wasn't, it w- everything was intentional. We could have built, you know, a concrete structure and gone like, okay, that's, that's, but it doesn't really fit. And it would have definitely destroyed the natural environment. Definitely, like 100%. Um, so we went with very light structures. We went with domes. We went with tents. We we went on site so many times to mark exactly where everything fits. So we chose the locations where, you know, we realize a truck is going to come here and it's going to place certain things. So we needed a little bit of access. We need a, a, a space that is already f- sort of flat to minimize any kind of construction debris, to minimize any kind of intrusion into the space. So when you go there now, you would still feel like, you know, this was untouched. Um, as well as with the colors that we chose in for the pathways and for everything, there's nothing that's really out of place or anything that is the materials that were chosen and so on. Everything seems to fit and feel like it belongs here. Are, are they well or uh, air conditioned, the tents? And <laughs> the yeah, and question. Are. Question. They both are. They both are. They both are. Okay. I mean, we went in the middle of summer. I'm not wow. going to yeah. say that it was <laughs> It was pleasant. It, um, 
it wasn't very pleasant in the middle mm-hmm. of summer, but I don't uh. think it's meant to be experienced in the middle of summer. Because yeah. you're not going to stay in your dome for too long, you know. Yeah, true. You're, hence you want the, to the launch right now. Hence the launch. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Now, I've got to ask you this question. I'm sure a lot of people would do because I'm just trying to look at the prices. And then as soon as I uh, um, checked the availability, I had to do a little bit of <laughs> <clears throat> and then <laughs> the, the pricing value. Uh, to talk to us, uh, you know, a lot of people would argue saying, okay, that's the price you'd pay normally for a glamping anyway so it is competitive yeah. but talk to us about the idea of glamping and why it can you know come at a cost such as that when people would just think oh it's a tent in the desert <laughs> but there's a little bit more to it <laughs> it's it's a little bit more uh, than a tent in the desert it mm. provides you with all the full-on experience as well and you know there's a private mm. pool you get to spend a lot of time with your family or your friends in a in a context where y- you probably wouldn't unless you wanted to do, you know, the traditional let me go and get my Ace Hardware tent and, and yeah. sit in the desert. So it's it's I understand why some people would resist the idea because it's not a five star typical mm. kind of hotel. But the idea of of of, you know, going out into nature and and having a glamping experience, I think, is now the new mm. way of luxury travel or or experiential travel so there there's a price tag to that and mm. and you know the market is what uh true <laughs> no, true it's very true i mean we've seen that with a uh, lot of other glamping destinations is similarly priced uh, uh, but in terms of uh, for families uh, you know if you could talk to us a little bit more because everyone would be thinking the domes look cool but i'm not sure how big it is going to be with with the beds and, and everything so talk to us a little bit because you've you've experienced it yeah. we're yet to experience it and we're, we'll be there eventually hopefully maybe you do should. a morning show from there you never know you brilliant should. ideas <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but talk to us about the sun no so i wouldn't recommend the domes for families okay um i would not because there you know there's a couple maybe you can have a little crib in there but that's okay. about it um i would definitely recommend and that's why we went with the two bedroom tents as well okay um, the two-bedroom tent for sure can can accommodate families, um, you know, very comfortably. Um, there's room for m- extra beds. There's room for even in the living room to have more people mm. to 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 spend the night as well. Um, so there's there's different sides of the project that are catered to different. Mm. Uh, to different groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, other projects that were unveiled by Sharuk over this weekend as well. There's plenty of stuff to be excited about too. Yeah. So which ones do you want to talk about? <laughs> Where do we even start? So there's the Al Jabal Resort, for instance. Yes. Uh, it, it also overlooks nature in some way, and it's got this t- t- this pristine style of non-invasive, sustainable uh, architectural style. Yeah. So talk to us about where we're heading as well in terms of uh, the future for these projects, too. So I think with all of our projects, you know, the government has um, put in our control, you know, a lot of these valuable lands that are very, very special, yeah. and untouched. So it comes with the responsibility that, you know, you don't really want to mess them up and you don't really want to do something that is out of place and you want right. to really respect, um, you know, the mountain and you respect the beach and you respect the, 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 the desert um, and so on. So you really want to take your time um, to find the solutions. And now we, you know, we have access to international um you know, suppliers and international contractors and designers. And so so there's really no excuse for us to, to go the traditional method and just build uh, for the heck of building. So with Al Jabal Retreat, for example, this is a project that has been in our in our plate for a while and we kept experimenting with different solutions. 
Um, none of it really felt right until we got to this. So what we've done is we've basically gotten these ready cabins that are coming in from Finland, um, fully fitted wooden cabins. Um, and basically the reason we went that route is is to keep our footprint as uh, minimal as possible onto the site. Because again, if you have all these construction vehicles <laughs> on site, there, like, there's no way you're not going to ruin the mountain, right? Yeah. So with bare minimum intrusion, um, we're placing these cabins uh, to sit on certain levels of the mountain. So there's three three layers of them, um, and then with these as well, we have two types of the one bedrooms and then a two bedroom as well. We always try to cater for the families. Um, and then obviously there's a spa component, there's the all-day dining restaurant, there's a specialty restaurant, there's a reception, and so on. But, um, you know, we've been on site as well last Thursday, and uh, construction has already started, the cabins have arrived from Finland, and so on. Um, and you can still see that, you know, most of it is still untouched. You can still see the plants that have been mm. there. You still see the rocky because it's oxidized stone. So you still see the oxidized color. The moment you scratch that surface, you see you see what's underneath it. And that's not oxidized. Um, so it you can tell where this, the mountain has been scratched and where it hasn't. Um, so that's basically the approach that we try to take with all of our projects. So you'd see that. All, you know, it's not driven by design or driven by architecture. It's all the different um, parameters that come into place that would drive what the end product is. So, you know, if you're designing in a place that's, you know, in a mangrove or in the desert or in the mountains, it's all different solutions. Um, you can't have a one size fits all uh, kind of solution. So. You know, the materials are different. The color scheme would be different. The lightness of a structure versus how heavy it is. It's all very different. And that's what excites us at Shuru. Right? That's what keeps us going and that's what keeps us... Because every project comes with its own set of challenges, its own set of parameters that, you know, takes us back to square one um, of trying to learn and challenge ourselves. How can we innovate and how can we... Um, find a solution that is going to be appropriate for this particular project. Mm -hmm. Well, makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of planning and a lot of hard work that goes on to it. So uh, last uh, couple of thoughts uh, from, from your side uh, about the, the tranquility the Sharjah Desert has to offer with these projects. What makes Sharjah Desert really stand out? So it may be a tough question, but maybe I'd like you to, you know, when you look at these projects, it gives they essentially are babies because you've been working on them for <laughs> such a long time and now they're coming to fruition uh, talk to us a little bit uh, to conclude uh, what's the beauty of Sharjah's Desert I think you know what you said was right the tranquility of it mm. is that we've really let it um, mm. and celebrated it the way it needs to be uh, we haven't messed around with it a lot and whatever experiences you have are all complementary to the desert and then there is very, very little places in the world where the desert or the, the sand meets the rock. Mm. And Mleha is one of those places. And the redness of the sand, yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite places in Sharjah um, and in all of the UAE, to be honest. So it's just that you, you really do feel the escape uh, when you go to Mleha. And then there's like millions and millions of experiences that you get to see, you know, the stargazing, the, mm. you know, you go in between the mountains, you hike, you... Uh, the archaeology is on a different level. Like um. you go there and you, you know, you learn about human history, not mm. about UAE history. Um, 
So it's it's really so many layers and and so many things that are that are very very special about Mleha that make it um, stand out for me at least. Wow. Well, we're definitely going to look forward to it as well, and we're going to venture out towards it. But Khalil uh, Al Hashmi, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, this morning, and we look forward to hearing more about the projects and maybe uh, even visiting uh, the good old Moon Retreat at some point. Soon. We have to. Yeah. Thank you for having. So excited. For thank it. you. It looks beautiful. I was I was looking through the pictures. Yeah. It's out of this world. Definitely yeah. is. Thank well, you. guys, well, to give you an out of the world experience on the audio uh, uh, vibes and the audio version, it's going to be on our SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. This conversation. Uh, we've got the drone competition as well for you to film. So Maleha Desert could be yours uh, to, to, to do that. So uh, stay with us on Pulse95. Morning Majlis will be back again tomorrow morning, bright and early. And for the time being, we'll let you enjoy some musical entertainment that, ha- that the station has to offer.